A year ago, the only college game day game the Pac-12 got was Oregon and UCLA, and it figures to be another big showdown at Autzen Stadium this year. And we're going through who are the players to look for, and could the Ducks really pull off another win and in a little bit of bittersweet fashion beat Chip Kelly again? We'll find out today. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thanks for making this your first listen or your first view of the day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you are listening to or watching this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody out there who has done so already and made the show what it has become, which is something beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm pleased to be joined today by Zach anderson Yoxheimer. He is the radio play-by-play voice for Cal Poly football and men's basketball. And most importantly for the subject of today's show, he's the host of Locked on Bruins covering UCLA. Zach, it's good to meet you, man. It's great to have you here on the show. I, I think I'd have to go back and double check, but I think this is the only time another guy has has copied my play-by-play headset vibe over here. And I got to say, Zach, I'm all about it. I mean, thanks for having me on. And I don't know, maybe you're copying me. I mean, play-by-play, guys, this is how you roll. You got to have the headset. You got to feel like you're doing a broadcast like a game. And when you're doing a show, it's not like a game, but you have to, like, replicate the feel of it. Yeah, exactly. But it's good to have you on. I want to ask you everything about uh, UCLA and the matchup that, that Oregon and the Ducks or Oregon and the Bruins rather will have uh, at Autzen Stadium later this year once it gets going, which I don't know about you. I cannot wait because it's right around the corner and it's very, very close. And I just want football already. But this is what we've got to work with uh, for for now. Right now, as a UCLA fan, how do you feel about this matchup going uh, into Autzen Stadium this season. This is an interesting matchup for UCLA. I know Oregon's coming with the new coach. And for the Bruins, they'll be coming off a tough matchup two weeks prior against Utah at home. And they have a bye in between the Utah and Oregon matchups. So if it was back-to-back, it's pretty tough for UCLA to get those two teams back-to-back, Utah and Oregon. This year, UCLA, much older veteran roster under Chip Kelly. And if you look at the numbers, Chip Kelly hasn't fared so well against his former former job, his former team. And maybe not too confident going into Otson. UCLA doesn't have much success going into Eugene. And most importantly, I think what bodes well for the Bruins is they have that bye week in between two crucial matchups that can make or break this 2022 season. Yeah, I think the bye week gives UCLA at least somewhat of an edge. I mean, you always have an advantage coming off a bye because you get extra time to prepare, but you also have more time for guys to to heal up, to rest up as well. So they'll come into the in, into that game fresh. I think that fact would scare me as an Oregon fan a little more if this were being played down in Los Angeles, not because it's you know a, a top tier home environment down there, but just because it wouldn't be at Autzen Stadium, but uh, so it seems like your confidence level is not uh, particularly high, but I I don't think it's inconceivable that UCLA can win this game. I expect Oregon to. I I thought that last year the Ducks were the better team. They got off to the sluggish start uh, that was made worse by a a blocked punt early that gave UCLA a short field, but then you had a 34-17 lead early in the fourth quarter, Two Anthony Brown interceptions let UCLA right back into that. And that's why 
I feel more confident maybe than some Oregon fans do, but I don't think it's impossible that Oregon loses this game. It's This is not a write-off win. This is not a Colorado, a Cal, or what I think Washington will be this year, where it's like, yeah, that's just... Let, let's win it. Let's make sure we win by 20. Let's try and be comfortable with it and, and move on. But uh, this game with UCLA, certainly a losable one, even at home, because you've got a fifth-year quarterback. You've got a great running back. You've got some nice transfers coming in a, as well. If UCLA wins this game, Zach, how do you think that looks on the field? How do you think it plays out? What are one or two things that you, you think will definitely happen if UCLA is able to get this victory? To get this victory, UCLA would need to really control the ground game, control the clock, control possession, and most importantly, this is their toughest road game to that point of the season. They have a cupcake non-conference schedule because their game against Michigan got canceled, and funny enough, soon they'll be playing games against Michigan in the future. But while UCLA has that bye week to prepare, they will have such an easy schedule leading up to that Utah game, a break to really refresh the mindset but depending on how they come out of that utah game it can either be a team that's riding high or not knowing how to compete with the top dogs in the pac-12 this season dtr and zach charbonnet that's as elite of a quarterback running back tandem as you're going to find in the pac-12 this year i think caleb williams and either travis dyer austin jones are up there cam rising tavion thomas couple first team all pac-12 performers back for the utes this season But that's a lethal tandem in the ground game. And Oregon fans know as well as anybody, Chip wants to run the ball first and let the offense create explosive plays down the field off of that uh, RPO and and run attack. And I I think those two guys worry me a a lot. But I think everyone kind of knows that they're there, right? Charbonnet is just a really well-rounded NFL caliber back. DTR is a phenomenal athlete occasionally makes a, a bad throw here and there. Hopefully Oregon will be able to, to force at least one turnover of him, of him as they did in uh, in the game in 2021. But who are the other players offensively that should shine this year for UCLA? Because you lose Chase Cota. He, he comes over to us via the transfer portal. Thank you, by the way. We'll take him. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, you, you got Chase Cota's gone. Kyle Phillips, Greg Dulcich. They're gone from last year's team. Those were DTR's top two targets. So offensively, what are the weapons for the Bruins and Chip Kelly's offense outside of the backfield, which we know is lethal of DTR and Zach Charbonnet? Well, it's funny. I think DTR and Zach Charbonnet might be the oldest quarterback running back combo that you have. You know, they're DTR, ancient. They are ancient. I know a couple of episodes ago on my podcast, we joked about how he's been there for like 19 years or six years. Who knows? (laughs) It it might be, we have to look that up if they're the oldest duo quarterback running back, but still very lethal for me. There's some outside speed with Kashmir Allen that Chip Kelly said during media days, he's been listed as a receiver according to Chip Kelly's words, but for UCLA's roster that's been put up, it looks like Allen is still listed as a running back. He's got some lethal outside speed, which can maybe make up for Phillips and get some vertical speed on the edge. And that could help just kind of get rid of the the missing of that is Kyle Phillips. And then the tight ends, well, I'm not sure if there's any way you can get rid of and kind of fix the hole that is Greg Dulcich. It'll be a trio of guys, and I think Mike Martinez can be one of those guys. But it just depends on mostly how the running game is doing, finding a second running back. I know Chip Kelly mentioned just three running backs, including Allen, receiver running back, Deshaun Morrell in media days, and then also Keegan Jones as three names. So it's kind of who can be that change of pace back 
and how can they get vertical up the field? Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, you, you have your, your primary running back, but Chip likes to have that, that kind of change of pace guy, right? He had it with uh, DeAnthony for uh, a season to LaMichael. I mean, they're kind of similar, but like LaMichael or Garrett Blunt, right? Those were very uh, a different running back. Certainly something that, that a good running game is able to do is, is be versatile and be multiple. And I, I think Chip's evolved his offensive schemes running wise to to keep up with you know how college football is uh, is evolving and he uses some pro schemes as well and i i think that i agree with you that finding a number two running back consistently this year i think kaz allen's a little bit more of a spot guy i don't know if he's someone who you give the ball you know 10 to 15 times a game to but last year britton brown ran the ball very effectively for for ucla he ran well against oregon so did uh, zach charbonnet so I wonder who's going to emerge as, the, as that kind of second back as well. There's another question I want to ask you on uh, the offensive side after I tell you all about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job, add the purple hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every week. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We keep rolling here with uh, Zach Anderson, Yox Seimer, the host of Locked On UCLA Bruins and play-by-play voice for Cal Poly football and men's basketball. Offensively, Kyle Phillips at times was a security blanket. So was Greg Dulcich. And we'll see how often uh, UCLA is able to involve the tight ends this year because I think Chip has had a lot of success since he's been there, right? You look at Devin Asiasi and then going to Greg Dulcich, he was really good. I think Michael Aziki could be a really good player as well. But on the perimeter, I think Kaz Allen projects a little more as a slot guy, but the Duke transfer, and then we'll get into the transfers who are coming in on the defensive side of the ball as well. Duke wide receiver transfer Jake Bobo is kind of being thought of, at least in the preseason, as the number one wide receiver there. What have you seen or heard about him so far, and do you think he will be that that sort of go-to target that Oregon's defense has got to be kind of circling and saying, okay, where is he every time you're on third down? Yeah, Jake Bobo will probably fill in just nicely. It won't be like Phillips or Dulcich even left. Bobo is just a lethal threat, a nice get. And even as Chip Kelly's mentioned in his media days, just saying he fits in nicely academically going from Duke to UCLA. He fits in with the team, an older team. So it helps that when you get a lot of older guys, you, you don't have a young presence that wants the ball right away. You have an older veteran team, and I think Bobo will fit in nicely. And if Allen can open up some slot windows, Bobo can just be, that, as you said, that security blanket that you, you can go to on third downs. You can DTR can trust him going forward in tough matchups when he needs to throw the ball up. Bobo is his man. Broadly speaking, when you lose uh, top tier weapons like a uh, number two running back in Britton Brown, your number one receiver in Kyle Phillips, Greg Dulcich, who I think was first or second on the team in receiving yards in, in 2021. Do you have enough confidence in DTR, who, as we said, is very old? He's very old. He's going into now his fifth year as UCLA starting quarterback. And by the way, give the guy credit. He got to the Bruins and Chip was all in on the rebuild for for the program as a whole. And he was all in on developing DTR 
as his quarterback. And that guy is a completely different football player now from what he was as a freshman. His development has been remarkable. I don't know if we've ever had a quarterback who has started five seasons in a row for the same team. It's really pretty unheard of. And the only thing that you know, it is potentially concerned there aside from a turnover every now and then is can he stay healthy? Cause he's had some moments where he's gone in and out. I mean, heck if he doesn't go out of that Oregon game last year, I don't know if UCLA doesn't at least get into field goal range because uh, Ethan Garbers came in and threw, that threw a couple of, he had a couple of nice completions. He also threw the game losing interception. And, and that was a moment where like, well, is DTR throwing that pick? I don't know. Right. He, he, He's turned the ball over more than a few times before in his career, but I don't know. And so overall, with the the weapons change that's taking place there with really just Zach Charbonnet and Kaz Allen uh, coming back for DTR, and Allen a little bit more of a a gadget guy or just a deep threat. He's not someone who's going to run the whole route tree necessarily. How confident are you in in Dorian Thompson-Robinson back for a fifth season to be able to command the offense and remain as productive as they were in 2021? Well, it's DTR. He's been kind of riding this wave with Chip Kelly. They've gotten there at the same time. They've seen the lows. They've seen now the build. And I remember he wasn't really supposed to play that freshman year. It's because of an injury at quarterback then, the then Michigan transfer, Wilton Spade, I believe, as – yep. For Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he wasn't supposed to play, but then Spate gets hurt in that first game against Cincinnati. All the hype around Chip Kelly. I remember being in the Rose Bowl that game, and all of a sudden, oh, here comes DTR, and you could tell he was not ready. And he wasn't no. he was not supposed to be ready as a true freshman when they had that stopgap at quarterback, but he got some valuable experience. And then with COVID, he got that extra year, and we thought maybe last year was the send-off at the Coliseum, knocking off USC, but this is a guy who's gone through the classes, gone through everything. And I have full confidence that for a team that's as old as UCLA is, the only man to lead them to the promised land this year, wherever that may be, is DTR. You have a veteran quarterback, you want him leading a veteran team. And while they do have some young talent, you know, Garbers last year coming in nicely, even DTR missing that Oregon game two years ago in Eugene. He didn't play in that game and he was hurt. Again, the the story of him being hurt. So the question is, do I trust him? Yes, I trust him to lead the team. Do I trust him not to get hurt? I don't know at this point. It's just been one too many times. And at that point of the season, he has the bye week. Injuries can be healed up by that point when they go to Otzen. But the real question is, is he going to not be hurt in that game? I can't answer that. We It it almost leans like he will be at that point. But I, I trust him with the X's and O's, running the football, the RPOs, everything in Chip Kelly's system. At this point, if you don't know it, then I don't know what you've been doing for five years. But DTR completely trust him taking the football, making the right decisions. It's just, will he stay healthy? And hopefully his last year, he can have a full, completely healthy season at what will be his last college football season. Yeah. At least, uh, we, we think who knows? I mean, <laughs> like, yes, the rules state that you can only play for four and then you can get a fifth with the, with the COVID year and whatnot. Um, but you know, I'm pretty sure Aaron Kraft is still playing point guard for Ohio state. I'm 100% convinced that he's still a player on the roster somehow, some way, but I, uh, I, I hear you on the DTR injury bug, uh, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, in a past episode of locked on pack 12, which, which I also host, I was talking about the quarterback rooms in, in the pack 12 and who's got the biggest question marks and which ones are most intriguing. Who's got storylines. And there were four that I wrote off immediately, right? Utah. USC, um, oh my gosh, Washington State, 
uh, also is uh, is pretty boring in Stanford. All of them, I know who the starters are going to be. There's no one looming there or anything like that. I almost put UCLA in that category, but I had them just a hair above because of what you mentioned, right? How ready is Ethan Garbers to step in if DTR has to miss a game or two or a game and a half this year? How ready is he to be able to, you, you know, just hold the fort down, right, and keep it going? Because UCLA, because of that canceled game with Michigan, has got a cupcake non-conference schedule. I mean, they should start the year 3-0, and and they should start at 4-0, and because then they go at Colorado, and I don't think the Buffaloes are going to be any better than last year. In fact, I think they'll be worse than uh, than they were in, in 2021. Um, but that that's, that's the question. One of the questions for UCLA in the quarterback room is, do, do you have a backup who's able to come in and make play? And he made a couple plays last year. When DTR got hurt on that final drive, he made a fourth down throw. I think he made two fourth down throws. He was making like, the plays. He, yeah, he was moving the ball down the field, but then he just stared one down and DJ James broke on the route and made uh, a game-clinching interception there. Uh, we'll get to the defensive side of the ball because UCLA has got a lot of turnover there, a lot of transfers, new defensive coordinator. We'll get to all that after I tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, built has done it again. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, not very much sugar either, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Go get your cookie dough chunk puffs now. Sounds like a mouthful, but it's a delicious mouthful at that. At Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, Zach, let's go to the defensive side of the ball, and that's been the biggest thorn in the side for Chip Kelly so far during his time at UCLA. He's been there for four seasons. The defense has just not gotten any better. They finally make a switch. I think it's about two years too late. That's just my view. I First of all, I'd love to know how you feel about that as well. Like They finally get rid of Jerry Azanero, bring in Bill McGovern from the NFL ranks. I think any new defensive coordinator would have been better than uh, than as an era was before, but I felt like it should have been made after the 2020 season when the defense again just couldn't get stops. I felt like he should have been let go after they couldn't stop Fresno State at home. I mean, well, Fresno State walks into the Rose Bowl, hangs 37 up on the board in a dramatic late game win, which should have been a squeaking out a victory for UCLA, but the Bulldogs went right down the field in like 40 seconds or so. I don't know how he wasn't canned right then and there on the spot. Well, like that, that move should have been made like a year or two ago, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because I've actually seen that Fresno State team in person from uh, from doing play by play work. And that offense for Fresno State with their quarterback receiving core is legit. That is one thing. But you can't go Buffalo Bills defense on them and just <laughs> let them go down the field and just pinpoint and walk their way down the field. There were so many times watching that game and I was sitting there with Bruin haters, we'll say waiting for UCLA to falter just to watch Fresno State come back and win. I thought it was over so many times. I was like, okay, UCLA finally has the gut punch. This is the time they're making the stop. And they didn't again and again and again. That's been the story almost since the Jim Moore era where that last year with Josh Rosen, they couldn't stop anybody to save their lives. And then Chip Kelly, well, it's oh, it was a rebuild and then building and building in that 2020 year, although it could have been just a non-season for some. UCLA could have very well been 6-1 and one undefeated in that year, but they couldn't get defensive stops late in games. 
And again, that was the problem last year. In big games, the defense wouldn't show up, and now they have a lot more NFL presence in that locker room defensively. And I think that will make a massive adjustment. It's just how quickly can they flip the switch, get things cooking in the right direction. And I think, yes, you mentioned one year too late. Maybe that wasn't even the right hire to make in the first place. They, they've they made some transfer additions on uh, the defensive line. Talk to the Oregon fans out there about who those players are and the sort of impact that, that you expect them to have, maybe like the, the top two or three transfers that they've brought in because they've been several, and it's a top 10 portal class in the country in 2022. Yeah, for UCLA, it's just defensively, they're trying to revamp a whole thing. This is a defense that's been much maligned. When they needed to get a stop, they couldn't get a stop. And for the Bruins, they've just been... It's just been a saga for UCLA fans for year after year. And defensively, they've just, they haven't been able to find anything. And now you bring in the new coaches, the new players. You you just try and find the new hidden talent. And they should be getting more pass rush. They should be getting much better D-line, linebacking core, and cornerbacks going forward. And I, I just think this is a year where the defense could stick up a little bit more. Do you think that the the North Texas transfers, uh, I'm forgetting that, Murphy's, I think they're the, the Murphy twins, mm-hmm. right, coming off the edge. After you lost Mitchell Agude, top pass rusher from 2021, what's the expectation for, for those two guys? Is that a void that's going to be able to be filled, or, or do you expect the defense to take a step back in that sense? I would think the defense is expecting, I mean, you can schematically even if you lose a big guy like a good you can schematically maybe f- try and fill that hole defensively doing different things, stunts blitzes, doing different things defensively. So I think they shouldn't have a problem filling those holes, but you, you just never know. You got to put on the pads, you have fall camp beginning, you have everything and you, you get to learn those things throughout the spring ball, the fall camp leading in to what will be a, a dynamic matchup. We hope coming in that part of the schedule, the, almost the middle part of the college football season. But I think that those two can really fill a hole. And as you noted, not one, but two. So that always helps when you have more than one body. What worries you most about Oregon? You said at the beginning of the show, you don't feel supremely confident going into this matchup, but coming off a bye helps going on the road uh, helps Certainly a lot less, especially when you're going to Autzen Stadium, where, as Chip Kelly knows, it's a very tough place to get a win. But as where Chip Kelly also knows, it's not an impossible place to win. You can lose there. It just hasn't happened uh, all that often. But as you look at, at this Oregon team compared to UCLA and assess the strengths and weaknesses that, that you know about the Bruins covering them every day now, what worries you most about the Ducks? One, as a UCLA fan, the UCLA fans can tell you, it's just a self-loathing bunch. They There's just not a lot of confidence in big games. And while they did beat Oregon not too long ago, it's just seemingly, it's been so long. And Chip Kelly, it's a little that, that it's just hanging over his head, beating Oregon. That's the one thing he wants to do, going to Otson. And it's one, it's one, it used to be that Stanford bugaboo. Now it's turned slightly into Oregon. And UCLA fans, just a self-loathing, but it's hard to explain but as UCLA fans, they would understand it. There's just not a lot of confidence going into a big matchup. Say they come through that beginning part of the season unbeaten. For say they get through the cupcake, they know how to get through Utah, and they get into that stadium, that situation, which is their first legitimate road game. You, you can go to Buffalo. You, you can go to Boulder and take on the Buffaloes of Colorado, and you can get through that. But that's not Austin Stadium. Even with a new coach, a whole new thing, 
these last few years, how many of these atmospheres have been true, legitimate road atmospheres? And we'll see how this older team fares. They're going to be playing a lot of great atmospheres going in future years to come, moving to the Big Ten. But it's just one, is DTR going to be healthy in that game? We saw last year, he wasn't healthy. The last time they went to Otzen, DTR wasn't there. And they've been competitive. They've been right there. But yep, as, that's true. as I had someone on my podcast, when we went over our schedule outlook, the 2022 UCLA schedule outlook, Oregon always seems to be a little smarter, a little faster, a little stronger, just one step ahead. And that's just why I'm afraid of that happening this upcoming season. You know, it's interesting you bring up that game in 2020 and there were no fans there. And that makes a mountain of a difference, to be sure. But you alluded to it and you were right that UCLA was very competitive in that game. I believe Chase Allen was the Bruins starting quarterback that day. And there was a fluky Hail Mary that gets deflected, returned for a touchdown at the end of the half. And then as the game went on, you realize, boy, that was a really important play in the game. And UCLA still had a chance to drive down and uh, and tie or maybe go for the win if, if Chip Kelly, who was aptly described once by Brent Musburger as a riverboat gambler, uh, might have gone for two had uh, had they scored on on that final drive there. But that that's why, you know, I, I can't look at this, e- even though UCLA will be coming in with a record that I think will slight be slightly above what their actual caliber is, but I still expect them to be a, a good team. I still expect them to be a really good team in the Pac-12. I actually have them uh, as finishing third in, in the Pac-12 this year, behind Utah and Oregon, but ahead of USC. And I, I think it could be a big year for, for the Bruins, and I think that this is a game that Oregon certainly can win. I, I think they should win because they are at home. And I think last year you saw that the Ducks were a better team than you thought uh, against UCLA. But Anthony Brown just kind of led them back into it with just horrible interceptions that we got way too yeah. accustomed to. And hopefully Bo Nix doesn't do that or the Demons are just going to come right back out for, for Oregon fans the this boobers. year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was I'd never seen that. I, I'd never seen that or heard that at Autzen Stadium before. But Duck fans on the whole have been pretty spoiled with quarterback play, and so they, they've got high standards, and Anthony Brown was not living up to those uh, last year, and hopefully Bo Nix can be uh, better than that. Should be, but you know we'll have to see how it all plays out. Zach anderson Yoxheimer is the radio play-by-play voice for Cal Poly football and men's basketball and the host of Locked On Bruins. Zach, good to meet you, man, and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. Glad to chat with you. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.